Did you have tall aims for what you'd like to change about your habits and routines in 2023, only to realize within a few weeks into the year that all your plans have been shot to hell? A friend of mine was just recently calling it the New Year curse, that he failed to keep up with the classes he just started at the beginning of January by the end of the four weeks. It's not just him, we've all been there. We start something new with all hope, optimism and full energy only to have life happen to us and our plans getting sidetracked before we could even say get set go. Does that mean that we stop planning? How can we have a better approach when we start anything new in our life? That is exactly what we are going to delve into in today's episode. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Own Your Everyday series in the Being Miraculous podcast. I'm your host and self-awareness coach, Shweta Shivraman, and in this episode, we are going to explore how to approach doing anything new in life. I took my time to record this in February so that the fad of the new year, new me is over and the new year curse is officially lifted and we can actually explore what it takes to take up something new and inculcate it in our lives without that new year pressure. There's a beautiful sutra in the Yoga Sutras where Sage Patanjali shares how we should approach yoga abhyasa in our lives, which I think is relevant for everything we take up in life and not just yoga abhyasa. The sutra goes something like this. Satu dirka kala nairantarya satkara sevito tridabhumihi. It loosely translates to a practice or yoga practice becomes firmly established when we engage in it for a long time without break and with deep devotion. There are three things that Sage Patanjali highlights here. One, Dirgakale. You have to do it for a long period of time. That's not one or two days, but months and years. Two, Nairantarya. Without a break, without interruption. That means we are focused to stick with it without any distraction. There's an expansion of the word focus I read somewhere on the internet that feels apt here. It expands to follow one course until success. Focus. Follow one course until success. Three, Satkara Sevito. With deep devotion or respect to whatever it is we undertake. It's not engaged in recklessly, but with respect, reverence to whatever it is you're hoping to inculcate. If it's a diet, a reverence to our physical bodies and why we set out on the path of clean eating. Approaching everything we do with a sense of reverence and divinity in it. To really make something a part of us, we need to do all of this. Invest in it for long periods of time, unwaveringly stick with it no matter how many U-turns life takes us on, and be dedicated to a larger purpose and approach it with devotion. But life happens, health goes for a toss, workload intensifies, birthdays come up, weddings happen, travels happen, and most of our good intentions get tossed right out the window. So how can we really stick with any new habit or routine that we want to inculcate? Here are things that worked for me. Reflect on it, experiment with it, and see what works best for you and take that for your life. One, 
start small. Don't try to do it all at once. Begin with one small habit first. Once that's established, add other habits to it or expand it by doing more of it. So say if you started with meditating or you want to start with meditating, start with meditation for say 5 or 10 minutes a day. Do it for a few weeks consistently. Settle into a routine where it becomes a part of your daily activities. Then choose to either widen your morning routine by adding a practice of journaling to it or deepen your meditation practice by increasing the time to say 10 to 20 minutes and slowly build it into routine. Two, keep it simple. I cannot emphasize this enough. You don't want to start something complicated. Rather, keep it simple and focus on repeatability. Restrict the number of items that you're trying to start afresh in your routine as well. Three to five things together is about ideal. That is, three things for your morning routine, three things for your evening routine. Anything more can get overwhelming. Three, review and modify as you grow. When I was more anxious and stressed, I'd spend 45 minutes to an hour doing my yoga practices and meditation. Now that I've overcome that phase of intense anxiety and can feel a sense of control, I actually reduce my yoga practice to 20-30 minutes on some days and still feel the same amount of calmness. On the other hand, my current focus switched to writing and building those muscles. So now, instead of spending that 45 to 60 minutes in yoga, I spend 45 to 60 minutes writing each day. I might still fail miserably, but it's good to keep reprioritizing as your context and life situations evolve. Make sure that you review your routines every few months so that you tweak it to serve you better for your current goals. Four, remember your why. Staying consistent is often the hardest. We start many things but leave them half-baked because whatever adrenaline or motivation we started off with fizzles out within a few days or weeks. The simplest trick for me to stay consistent is to be very, very clear of my why. Why am I even trying to do this? Why is this important to me? What is the price of not doing this? What is the reward I might gain by doing this? But the beauty of routines is that you only need all of this inspiration and purpose when you're getting started. Once the new neural pathway is engraved in your head, it starts to happen automatically. It's like a well-oiled machine that keeps running. So be at it the first few weeks. Soon you will notice it happening on autopilot. Five, keep a backup plan. While we want to be consistent in developing habits and building routines, there might be a time when we falter on our routines and we need to have a plan of action to revive them back. We are human after all, it happens sometimes. The key point is that we shouldn't panic or beat ourselves up. We don't want to fret over what's already happened or talk ourselves down with harsh judgments that doesn't serve us in the long run. Both such actions actually put a dent in our confidence, which is the opposite of what we are aiming for with new habits and routines. So what can we do instead? One, accept that it happened. Two, see if you can avoid what caused you to break the routine in the first place and learn your lessons. Observe what broke down, where, and if that's something within your control or influence so that you can be more mindful of it in the future. Three, get back on track immediately. 
If you break your routine one day, it's no big deal. But most of us end up making a habit of breaking that routine. That then becomes a challenge. Remember the cardinal rule, never miss it twice. That way, you'll know that you can always get back to it. So here's your only everyday tip for this week. Being consistent and building new habits and routines is no walk in the park. So aim for flexible consistency. When we aim for 100% consistency, we set ourselves up for failure. When we aspire instead for flexible consistency, that means we'll do it as much as possible. We allow room to miss one or two percent, but get that 98% right. In the aim for the perfect 100, we stay at zero all our lives. So let's aim for progress and flexible consistency as much as we can. Start small, keep it simple and repeatable, make sure to never miss it twice and keep remembering why you started in the first place. Why do you want to make this change happen in life? Why is this new habit or routine important to who you aspire to be? Remind yourself that every time you tell to go off track and keep at it. It's challenging but not impossible. There will be days where it will happen effortlessly and days where we just don't feel like it. We just need to set our minds to it and make it happen regardless of how we feel like it on that particular day. Until we meet again, this is Shweta signing off, hoping you have a phenomenal week ahead.